I wonder if you've ever received a gift so incredible that you almost did not know how to react. Imagine it. A gift so surprisingly good that to say thank you would almost feel insulting because those words so drastically under-communicate the gratitude you feel. A gift so generous you can't think of any gift in the universe you could give in return that would be equal in stature. And so you feel almost paralyzed. And actually, now that you think of it, maybe this is some kind of trick, some kind of power play to cement you forever in a lower class of subjugation and humiliation. The fact that you don't deserve it and can't repay it is probably precisely the point of this cruel joke. And all of a sudden, your emotions have traveled to the opposite pole. You're seething. You're embarrassed that for even a moment, you thought you could enjoy this amazing gift simply and unselfconsciously. And so you destroy it. This is what happens on Good Friday. God emptied himself of the glories of divinity to be with us as a human being in Christ. Humanity has never received a greater gift than that, than the incarnation. God gave us himself. God never wanted to be only our creator watching us from some distant sky. God wanted to put himself enfleshed into our story, into our world so that he could know us face to face. God, for reasons we simply cannot comprehend, longed to be our friend, to eat with us and to journey alongside us. What an immeasurable gift. And we couldn't bear it. When God came close to us, humanity had an allergic reaction. The love of God on display in Jesus was simply too pure a substance for us to mingle with. He loved everyone, even his enemies, and even told us to do the same. We couldn't get our mind around that. He preached that sins should be forgiven instead of punished. And that just doesn't seem to us to be very fair. The love of God on display in Jesus to us is a scandal. And Jesus' vision for his kingdom was simply impractical. A society where the rich and powerful were brought low and the poor and oppressed lifted up. Doing that, living into that, 
Well, that would upset too many of the apple carts of our existence. It would require too much reorganizing of, how everything, of everything we have learned to take for granted. Besides, we have too much invested in the system as it stands. And what about his vision for the future? His promise of a day when peace will reign over all, where the lion lays down with the lamb, where death is a distant memory, where everything that's bad is burned away in the refiner's fire, where there are no more tears, where everyone has everything they need and we dwell with one another and with God in paradise forever. What about that vision? Preposterous, utopian nonsense. A gift too good to be true. And so we destroyed it. We killed the Son of God. It's the worst thing we have ever done. Good Friday is when humanity at its worst meets the heart of God. And the drama is which of these will turn out to be the more powerful force. And of course, Easter gives us that answer. But Good Friday is the day when we are confronted with the peculiar shape of God's saving grace. Because the truth is God could have saved us in any way that God wanted to. But God, for some reason, chooses this. God chooses the cross. God could have called an audible. He could have changed course even at the last moment. God the Father could have decided that he couldn't bear the heartbreak of seeing his son crucified. God the Son could have decided he couldn't bear the pain of the cross or the abandonment of his father and had taken himself down from the cross and found another path. But they both together choose this. Why? It's exactly because this is us at our worst. God chooses the very worst thing we have ever done. God meets us at our most wicked, our most ashamed, our most allergic, our most angry, our most rebellious, and transforms that moment into the very instrument of our redemption. What wondrous love is this? to be taken at our worst and to be given in return an even greater gift than before, more than the companionship of the incarnation. Here we're offered not only that again, but now the forgiveness of sins and eternal life too. What wondrous love 
is this. Of course, we may now think we're only back where we started. Can we bear to receive such a gift? But the thing is, that's no longer the right question. Good Friday, by its very shape, unravels that question from the inside out. Good Friday is when God's decision to give us the most wondrous gift of all meets our greatest attempt to reject it. And we lose. It's God's way of saying, it's God's way of guaranteeing once and forever that there's nothing we can do to keep him from loving us. There's nothing you can do to keep God from lavishing on you the greatest gifts you can possibly imagine. Because there's nothing you can do that's worse than what we have already done. And God has used precisely that as the very means of our salvation. Put it this way. Good Friday is not about you. It's about God. It's not about any decision you could make, any decision you have made or ever will make. Good Friday is about God's decision to love you, whether you like it or not. Actually, especially if not. What wondrous love is this?